Welcome to Down to Herf, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. Fellas, fellas, fellas. What's going on? How hey, we doing today? Hey, it's just another... It's ma- Monday. It's Magic Monday. We're going to make it happen. Magic Monday. We're going to make some magic happen in the yeah. studio. That's what we do here. Anything good in the last couple of days, Caleb? Uh, went golfing. Absolutely sucked. You know, first time out this year. Did terrible, but the weather was nice. Got a little tan. Good, man. I'm looking forward to the show, and I'm looking forward to hanging out tonight. Drinking and driving. Geo, <laughs> what is up, my dude? What up, what up? How we doing? Hey, you know, just another Monday. Yeah. It day off so you know did all the random shit that how, you had to get done like immediately how you feeling after that hangover the other day i'm good a little better yeah like that was ugh. if you ever want to see geo like super depressed just like you got to see him hungover it's, it's actually <laughs> kind of sad he's like a sad puppy he just looks so tired and weak you know puny pathetic because he didn't <laughs> go to the gym couldn't even make it I to did the today, gym though. Oh well, that, that's good. Couldn't you're so hungover you couldn't make it to the gym? I'm extremely disappointed. You got to be a warrior. You got to work yourself there. Sweat it all out. Caleb would have fucking had a whole whole on appointment. He would have got his knees done or something. I should get my knees worked on. Yeah, they need it. Yeah, well, got I mean, old you man are always on them. I got old. <laughs> <laughs> I got old man. She teed up right there. Tee him. Oh, joke so old. But uh, yeah, we'll stop getting on your knees. Another exciting show. Uh, Obviously, want to shout out the network, uh, Cigar Hustler Podcast Network. What's up, y'all? How we doing? Uh, Hopefully your week was as good. Podcast on Podbean. That's right, Gio. That is right. Apparently, that's right. I love it. Fucking love it. Who's number one? We got a great show, uh, and we're going to start off with this banger cigar. Gio, what are we smoking today, buddy? Got a fun one. We've been really... I don't know why it took us so long to get to this, but we are smoking the EP Carrillo Allegiance. This is their new line that they just came out with this year. It is going to be a regular production cigar. The Vitola we are smoking is called the Wingman. It's their double Corona. This is a kind of a big-ass cigar, dude. Yeah. So it's going to be 6 and 7 8 by 54 ring gauge. Uh, I do enjoy the fact that they all have like different... Uh, Little names as opposed to the traditional size names. Just interesting. So they're the Sidekick, the Confidant, the Chaperone, and the Wingman, which we are smoking. Uh, Reason they did that and they went with those names is because those are people and individuals that always have your back. Mm. I dig that. I like that right away. They have allegiance to each other. Correct. And a good Wingman. You know, always need a bro down to wing wing it out for you. Not anymore. I I feel like I used to be a real good Wingman. I feel same way, yeah. same way. I hey. helped a lot of bros out in the day. You helped a lot of bros get some cheeks. That's right. <laughs> Got to clap and slap it. <laughs> oh god. So, now there is actually some uh interesting notes about this. This is a little bit of a departure from the traditional EP Carrillo cigars like they had the uh the Pledge and the Encore which were, you know, cigar of the years and they were made in their normal factory they go to. This one was actually manufactured in the Olivia factory, or the Oliva de Nicar- Nicaragua, sorry, not Olivia. Uh, Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and filler, 
It is a double Corona. So the MSRP is $13.50. Uh, they come in a box of 20 and they were they came out November of 22. Cigar Aficionado gave this thing a very, very high rating. It was a 94, so I'm sure this is going to be in their contenders for a Cigar of the Year this year. So definitely looking forward to smoking it. Uh, there was some, a little bit more background. Uh, when they blended this, they chose the green because they wanted to get the exact shade of green of a tobacco leaf. So that was just one of the things that they do. Because obviously they have, you know, the pledge was blue. Encore was, what color was the Encore? Like It was remember. like a brown. Yeah. And now the brown and gold. Yeah. The Allegiance has this green. And then there's the platinum bash that just came out. Which that's like silver. Platinum. Platinum. Yeah. Yeah. So the band looks platinum. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how this is. It's all fire smoking really good. It's apparently it's a pretty quick smoke from what I've read into it so far. And, you know, something we enjoy. We've, I've enjoyed the pledge very, very much. I haven't smoked the Encore. I believe you have, Jerry, right? I've smoked the Encore. I've smoked the pledge. I've smoked uh, the... Ooh, God, there was one that was, like, really highly rated before that. La Historia. La Historia. Is that the purple one? You got it? No, it's like baby blue and red. I did that one on an earlier show, like, season one back in the day, when when you came back from PCA. What'd you think of it? It was a great cigar. Great? Yeah, it was a good cigar. Yeah. I think it was like number two or something on uh, exactly. Cigar Exactly. Yeah, highly rated as well. Yeah, very highly rated as usual. EPC, always putting out good products. And didn't, Gio, didn't you say this is like an hour, 40-minute smoke? That's what the were, the average time was from what I've read. I mean, this thing probably has a very, very, uh, for a big cigar, that seems pretty short. Is that, for this size, dude, are you positive? Yes. He that really- is crazy. I feel like this could go a lot longer because this is a big stick. Almost seven inches there, fellas. Almost seven inches. <laughs> Caleb, really making you feel inadequate. Hey, it's not me. It's the cigar, baby. That's show business. That's what they call it. And show you're business. in the grow business. Yeah, right? <laughs> Grower gang. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, man, any other notes on the on the, the allegiance? Uh, I mean, you should be getting some cocoa notes. That was one of the most prominent things I saw from various, you know, reviewers. Again, we seem to talk about this so much. I just, I don't really understand the whole palette thing yet. And I'm, we're trying. I think we're getting better. I mean, I don't know. What do you, what are you thinking so far? And you've had a few puffs in. Well, obviously, because catastrophe is struck in the lounge we're down to one filter so i started mine a little before you guys um i took a couple puffs to try and get this filter to go on behind caleb but this thing took a fucking shit how the fuck does a filter go out after six months i don't know but one of these filter companies that listen to this send us some shit it's it's like actually kind of frustrating so anyways the tie into your question is what do i think so far since I was able to have a couple puffs and start getting into this thing a little bit, I, I, I feel like this is going to be a really good cigar. Um, I don't know how the thirds are going to play out, but, you know, the beginning seems pretty easy to get through. Um, I mean, the first obviously. third's a dog walker. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I like the tasting notes so far. This thing's got some very good taste to it. Uh Looking forward to it. Yeah, the one last thing I did want to mention about this, uh, this actually was previewed at last year's PCA, so I think you have one of those trade show blends. I have one. It's uh, it's not it. unbanded. It's a white band. It just says Allegiance on it, so it doesn't yeah. even have the band. 
So I, I was gonna say that. I remember you got that one. You it's a ta- pretty cool thing. About it. I, yeah. I, I kind of want to save it just just because like pre-release. It's a pre-release, and if this thing does really well, I think it would be really cool to have that. So not that I'm like a hoarder or anything, but but you are. But sort of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, you know how it goes. Sometimes it'd be like that, mm-hmm. and it'd be fun this year. You know, we'll have some more little treats from that, and know what to expect. I think these are going to be good because we also did shit. Did you get these in November? No, in March. I think Jerry picked these up right around like uh, our St. Patrick's Day, around there. Yeah. I remember you went to Adams. I picked these up. Um, I picked these up the same day I got the Filthy Hooligan for St. Okay, Patrick's Day. That makes sense. So yeah, it was the week of St. Patrick's Day. Pre so, yeah. planning ahead of time, you know. Okay, so we've had these sitting for two months, basically. Yeah, they've been in a nice, uh, a nice place stored properly, and I mean, they're ready to be indulged in. Adam's humidor is going to be fine, and I trust that very well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's a bum shop by any means, but but yeah. Uh, now that we've got the cigar announced, uh, Caleb, what are we drinking today, dude? All right, we got a bottle courtesy of Geo. We have Thomas S. Moore Extended Cask Finish in Madria Cask out of Spain. Uh, this is ninety six point five proof. Um, guys, very uh, nice smell to this one. Very sweet. All right, you guys picking that up? So this is my first literally like whiffs of it so far. I haven't even got to try it yet. So Oh, as soon as I opened the bottle and I poured it up for you guys, I was like, oh, right away. Smells amazing. Very sweet. Very nice. So this is a straight bourbon finished in Madeira Cask out of Spain. Um, it's from the Sazerac Company, and this is for, out of the Barton 1792 Distillery. Uh, made famous by Thomas S. Moore himself. Um, he pays homage to his racehorse. That's why there's a little horse on there. So that is Thomas S. Moore's racehorse when he was growing up and distilling whiskey in the early 1880s, early 1900s. So this is a Sazerac product. I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, I see this. Is this considered like an allocated bottle? I mean, obviously, I see this bottle floating around a lot. It's, um, it's not cheap. I mean, by any means, like it's going to uh, like 70 bucks roughly. Yep. Says it's a $70 bottle. I don't know about the release. Um. It, they originally started really releasing in 2021, and they only had the port and cab finish. In 2022, they added the Madria cask finish. So it doesn't say how much bottles are released. It also doesn't say in the mash bill. It's an unreleased mash bill as well. That was going to be my next question. I was going to ask you what the mash bill was. Um, so released in March 2022, uh, I said 96 and a half proof. Um, the age on it is non-disclosed either, but it's about five to six years old. Uh, when it starts off in those American oak, oak casts out of uh, Kentucky, Bardstown specifically. Um, then it says p- perhaps an additional two to four years in the Madeira cask. So, you know, starts in American oak, finished in the Madeira cask. So you get your your color, your flavor, everything else that sits well with it. You get like this uh, reddish, orange color, a little a very, dark amber Yeah, color. Just, It's not like your traditional bourbon color, if that makes any sense. It looks darker. Hmm. But yeah, it's got uh, a lot of sweet, a lot of sweet notes to it. Uh, you know, very, I don't know, kind of. It's sweet. Off the, we'll get into tasting notes later on. We won't ruin that right away. We'll touch back on it when we talk about some other topics in the episode. But um, uh, let's see. Uh, this is so the Madeira region is in Portugal, Madeira. Um, uh, so Portugal, not Spain. Sorry, but yeah, it's a very. 
well-known wine region. Uh, tastes kind of like Tawny Port is what you describe uh, Madeira uh, around there. It could be used as a cooking wine as well, too. Cool, yeah. man. Well, you covered my point. I was just going to ask what a Madeira cat. Madeira. What is it? <laughs> I'm butchering it here. Madeira, Madeira. I think. Whatever. All kind of the same. Tomato, tomato. Yep. Well, we're going to sound like idiots. <laughs> what else? Hey, is we're new, not. Though? Hey, we're not. Portu- we're not Portuguese, yeah. though. You know. But um, yeah, we never had that particular finish on the show uh, when I grabbed it. So I was just like, oh, okay, new brand, new finish. Fuck it. Let's try it. Got Only to retroactively hear about apparently uh, some of our friends are not fans of this particular brand. Dude, I... This is... Okay, so this is actually the first time I've had this, okay? Okay. Uh, it smells very nice. Um, I'm not really sure what this particular person was talking about. This is actually pretty good. I, I, I have to say this isn't bad. But obviously... Some people can be a little snobby when it comes to the the bourbons, man, and the whiskeys yeah. and, the, and the spirits. So I, I I I don't know, but that's just my personal opinion. This, this is pretty good, man. Yeah, I mean, as far as the cat, it's it's a different kind of sweetness for sure. I knew it was a wine based finish. It's, so it's not like super sweet, you know. By it's not like a port or something like that. It's close because tawny ports like a port. Um, it's very close. I think tawny's a little less sweet than a port, but um. To be fair, whoever told us that this brand with the cask finish wasn't that good, they also were describing the Chardonnay finish. And I don't even know if you saw that in store because I haven't seen that I, one. So they had a they, they had a because they did do a cab and they a had port. a cab solve a Chardonnay. Okay, you did see the Chard. All right. Yeah, ironically, that one was on sale, so maybe that was the one that wasn't <laughs> selling too well. Below seventy bucks, huh? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't much. It was like eight dollars cheaper. Like they were just definitely trying to get that fucker out of there. Um, now, uh, they had that, they also had a rum, but I feel like we've done a lot of rum stuff lately, so. Gotta switch, well, a bit controversial since we were told that, you know, so just fitting that five days later, you gave that a try, so why not, you know, you saw it, it stuck in your head, we'll give it a try here on the Down to Her podcast. It's funny how things like that seem to happen for us, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about something and the next thing you know, the shit just falls in our laps and. And we're reviewing it on the show. So, like I said, this thing on the nose is really nice, really sweet smell to it. I wish I knew what the mash bill was, but uh, my guess is this thing is uh, Sazerac. I'm guessing there's a lot of rye in this. I do get a little heat on the back end. I, I know for a fact this is definitely a mostly rye mash bill. I had, if I had a guess, this is what I'm saying. I had a feeling you are going to say that, and I can definitely see where some rye is coming yeah, out of this. I agree sure. with that. It's it's so weird because, like, you think you hear, you know, it's Saz, but then it's also, what is it, uh Distilled by 1792 or bottled? Out of the, the, the 1792 Barton Distillery. And that was made famous by Thomas S. Moore uh, in the late 1880s. So been around for a long time. A lot of history. Would not be shocked to find out that this is uh, a, a, a high rye. Like this is probably a high rye mash. Yeah, it's definitely. It t- this thing's hot. Yeah, the sweetness, though, takes away from it. It's not like you're like. I don't know. For me, like rye is very, I'm very rye sensitive. I think you guys drink considerably more rye than I do. So let me ask you this. When you drink this, uh, what, what kind of finish do you get? Not, not tasting note as far, as far as like, it's like a, like a, a medium to short. Like I don't really get that like hot, hot finish. So like for me, this thing has a long finish to me. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. On the back say, of my tongue, this thing kind of just sits there. I'll say like normally it's like a there. long finish, you get it down from like the back of your throat down to your chest. Um, I'm with Gio. I don't really feel it that much. It's uh, 
feel like it's pretty easy on the mouth and the tongue, and that's about it. Not not a harsh burn for me or anything like that. I will say this has opened me up to probably trying a lot of other brands' expressions for this Madeira, Madeira. How can we look up how to say this so we stop fucking this up? There's yeah. got to be a pronunciation guide somewhere. Ask that's... Siri. Yeah, why don't you ask? Why don't you do it? A yeah. lot. I what do we look like? You're goddamn bitches. I he will had a computer. I will say a lot of mixed reviews. Um, we won't go into the taste. We'll we're picking up. We'll gather our. Uh, more flavor profile as we continue to drink it but a lot of mixed reviews going with uh is it good is it bad what taste they're picking up on the cask and i don't know you got some good reviews and some i guess it depends on how this uh madeira cask is tasting because it says sometimes the play flavor profile isn't always super sweet and it says it isn't always what you'd expect so it's it changes cast right. the cask i got it here Madeira. Madeira Madeira wine. Thank you, Siri, or Google, whoever that was. It was Google. It was Google. Google. Out of uh, Bardstown, Kentucky, by the way. So, so yeah. fellas, I, I, I got to ask, man. I uh, the, the, the show's our oyster here, man. What are we getting into today, man? This is kind of like an unplanned uh, show this week. We didn't really schedule a guest. We didn't really reach out. Uh, me and Gio worked a fucking shit ton. Uh, you know, Caleb had some things well, during the week, but we want to make sure that we're not missing any uh, any episodes for you guys. So, well, thankfully, I feel like this episode kind of wrote itself after what happened last week and the big news that this is fresh off the presses today. MGP bought Penelope Bourbon, which is really really surprising to me because <laughs> Penelope Bourbon is from MGP, and I I, I don't really understand like. You're just buying your product back. I mean, obviously, you have your argument where, like, oh, they bought the brand. But. Well, that's a big thing. Like, yes, the, you know, the normal, like, the people like us that are actually, like, invested in, like, the business of whiskey know what MGP is. The general audience or general person, I should say, that's just grabbing a bottle off a shelf has no idea what the fuck MGP is. Well, just so people, it, maybe there's people out there that don't know what it is. Yeah. It's Midwest Grain Products, and, and it's in Indiana. They're the probably the largest. So are they are the are they the largest sourcer? They they have if to be. They're not. They're they have the to be top one, two, three. You know? yeah. yeah. Of there are so many big names that source from MGP. Some are forthright. Some are not so forthright. Greg Metz was the you know the head guy there for a while. I don't know if he still is affiliated with them. I know he's obviously got old elk going where it's his own thing. But so my theory with this is now they want to get into, well, hey, if we're making this shit, let's buy some of these brands that use our shit and we can then make more money. It's just adding another level to it. Who does this kind of sound like? STG. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. it's really weird because like Obviously, there's the big players in the bourbon. There's big players in the tobacco um, industry, I, I, baby. Yeah, all conglomerates, all the monopolies. You know, it's capitalism at its finest, right there. So, so the other thing with that too is, like, obviously, we're just there. Like, yeah. I want to know how this is going to be. Is this going to be like Disney buys Pixar and just says, "Hey, we own it now, but you still do whatever the fuck you're doing," or are they gonna? expand the facility bring it in house so yeah. speaking of monopoly <laughs> i did bring up a little picture for us this is kind of how the bourbon and uh cigar industry is now um they're just completely yeah <laughs> go to jail yeah everything go to jail this is venezuelan monopoly if any of you've never played it uh every single square you go to jail <laughs> every single one 
Except chance. <laughs> Except chance. You got a chance. But that chance, you can go to maybe just visiting. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I, don't I want to see the chance cards. <laughs> just to see a loved one. That's all. Yeah, right. Maybe you get yeah, toilet yeah. paper and a chance card. I actually like this board. Um, yeah. I got to say, I know we were just at Penelope and they didn't mention it probably because they couldn't talk about it with like lawyers and all that. But um, I think maybe the reason why they wanted to buy it, they saw like how great Penelope was doing in such a short amount of time. It was only like four to six years they've been around, like not too long. 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, not 2018. Lo- not long at all and very popular, very sought after. So I think they just, maybe they realized they had a gold mine in uh, Penelope and they're like, we got to buy it. Well, what's crazy is they actually like said, uh, when we were doing the tour, it was Randy was the guy's name, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to fuck up and say the wrong name uh so randy was telling us they went from zero to the 15th like best-selling distillery in four years which is there are hundreds that's very impressive so it's funny we do a barrel pick with penelope right um obviously we don't really know when the barrel's coming in or what's happening but we ended up i think getting like 20 cases or something like that 18 cases yeah it's not gonna be a lot but anytime i tell anybody i'm like hey the next barrel pick we did was Penelope. Everyone's like, oh, dude, I heard about Penelope. Let me get a bottle of that. I'm like, dude, I don't uh, know where. Very limited. Where are we getting? Like, I, I don't know how much of it we're. Very. Obviously, with Jeff, very. we're going to be doing, Uh, you know, I I don't really know the exact, you know, like what what we're going to be doing with this barrel. I don't know how much is coming to our, our, our uh, listeners. I don't know how many are going to Rock Elite. Obviously, there's going to be. uh. You know, announcements made when this bottle comes in. We don't even know what we're calling the bottle yet, man. Lot, so that's yeah. going to be fun. It's going to be a lot less than our Kalanik Hilti pick. So if you guys do want to get in on it, this will probably be like a pre-order or something like that. Because oh, this it's is no, be it is it, this is, is going to be a yeah, pre-order. Yeah. Once this I is, have pricing, we are not. And here's the thing with this. So if you guys are interested in this particular barrel, this is going to be one of those ones where you have to prepay for it, or you're just not getting it because we're getting such a limited quality. Or qu- quantity. 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 High quality. Very high quality, by the way. We were there picking them, tasting plenty of samples. High quality yeah. at its finest. Of we course, can, this just made it so it's going to be impossible to find the Rio now. <laughs> well, those are out already. So, yeah. I mean, they're floating around the world. So, I guess we have to do our due diligence and see stores. if we can fucking get one. Yeah. It's just... It is pretty amazing, though, because I, I think that they... So the rumor, I don't know if it happened yet, but MGP also seems to be interested in Smoke Wagon as well. Dude, that guy's putting out some crazy products. If you check out Smoke Wagon's Instagram, uh, they just did new merch, and it's hilarious. They got a really funny shirt. Um, it was brought up a lot while we were at Penelope, the bunghole. So they actually have a shirt from Smoke Wagon that says, show me your bunghole, and it's like the barrel with like the bunghole. Is, so, that, is that what... The hole in the barrel is—it's called a bunghole. Yeah, they every time when we were at Penelope, that guy, that Randy guy, kept saying it all the time. I was like, "What is he talking about?" And then I finally realized that that's what it was. I was like, "I've got to make sure I'm hearing what he's saying." So, Randy, <laughs> we love you for Caleb. that. One. I Caleb. didn't pick on this, but what Caleb. Do you mean by that? <laughs> all I could think of is when he started saying that is like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> I, heard, I heard him all. I heard him all right. I heard him all right. So, Randy, thank you, baby. Oh God, Lyris, you are fucked, yo, Randy. Dude, that was a great time at the tour, man. All he talked about was bungholes. <laughs> He's just making this guy seem like such and he a showed us, creep. And he showed us that great water where that distilled water comes from. He sh- yeah, right he, next to the distillery. And he showed you the bunghole. 
Well, hey, when you're buying a barrel, you got to see where the bunghole is. You got to make sure it's looking right. Looking right, looking tight. But anyways, yeah. it's, it's really funny Caleb to see. Caleb didn't stick his thumb in. No, not this time. <laughs> it's uh. <laughs> It's really, it's it's really, uh, it's really funny that uh, <laughs> obviously it has some crazy fucking word that, oh, like a child, like Caleb would fucking really enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, back to MGP real quick, man. It, it is pretty amazing that it seems like they're just buying back all of their product. Like these these brands are starting like to do like amazing things, and then they're like, "Yeah, all right, you guys are getting real successful, and everybody wants it, and it's our product, so we're just gonna make you an offer you you, you can't refuse." Well, did you just see? Did you look at the number? It was a hundred and fifty million, one hundred and five million dollars up to at closing, and the total cash could be one hundred and ten through December thirty first, twenty twenty five. Yeah, so they're buying MGP barrels Back. for like. What would you say? It's not the- five thousand, six thousand to like ten thousand dollars. And we didn't even see all those barrels because they still we only we didn't see their one warehouse. We just went to their mm-hmm. main production house. They still I have mean, a whole other warehouse that we didn't even get to see. Now, granted, with this type of ex- acquisition, you're getting everything, the rights to the properties, all that. So there's stuff that's worth money in there as well. Like, let me ask you a question: Do you think the property that Penelope's on is worth money? Uh, it's New Jersey, and knowing the taxes and everything like that, yeah, I guarantee you it's worth. I money. mean, I would say the facility; it's still probably like a cool, like a half million dollar facility, which is crazy to me because I it looks like something I could build in my backyard, right? And that's like it's not; it's very industrial. It's not like these like romanticized distilleries that you see in like Kentucky. It's no castle, no, no, <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, no yeah. Kentucky castle, yeah. right there. There's, there's no romantic. Uh, like it's crazy like this looks like uh you know some guy started something in his garage at some like abandoned warehouse and and now it's uh the 15th biggest distillery (laughs) here's the fucked up thing like if you knew nothing about like bourbon and like the actual like layout of the facility like like, am i going to like a fucking meth lab like that that's kind of how i felt when we walked up i was like this is penelope i thought this was going to be way nicer but then we started drinking the whiskey. I was like, oh, man, I forgot how shitty this building was. <laughs> the whiskey's great. Listen. And we got to taste a lot of great products that haven't even been released yet. They have a lot of good going for them. So uh, oh, great buyback by MGP. Yeah. Great yeah. buyback. Yeah, if you want to Good business that. move. Yeah. Now they get their customer base. I I hope it's going to be good for their brand. Like I don't know what other brands MGP actually owns. That would probably be something we should look into as well. Like if this is their first one that they bought, like what else do they have in the premium category? Well, I told you that they were looking at the sm- in the yeah, smoke wagon. But is that like what they're starting with? Like I that's what I'm asking. Like I don't know, man. Why don't you uh, Why don't you do your homework? Could they man? even buy Old Elk? No, uh, no, 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 I don't. Uh, well, I, no, I'm I mean, sure maybe, they could. Like I'm sure they could. I, I, they don't source though. I don't think Old Elk sources. Old Elk not, did. They, they did. They, they used to source from they, MGP. Now uh, that they're now they're making uh, their own barrels because obviously, running. when you start a company, you can't make, yeah, you can't just have a barrel of whiskey. It takes two, three, four, five years to have a decent product. So exactly. what they're doing is they're sourcing these products from MGPI, and they're, you know, now having an aged product right in the beginning while they're distilling their own products and letting their own products exactly so like all your local ones that you see around here in buffalo any other states the same way you can't have a 10 year old bourbon whiskey when you've only been in business for two years so 
So it looks like this transaction is anticipated to close in June of 2023. And, you know, I just want to say good for Penelope, man. They they, they got a brand. Um, Obviously, I didn't know a whole lot about Penelope until this year. Uh, I started messing around with their architect a little bit. I then went into, like, the toasted barrel, barrel strength. Um, They really do make a great product. So if you are out there and you're looking for something to try, you're sitting on the back deck, it's getting nice out, it's summertime, you're looking for a nice pour, go out there and try and find some of that Penelope. Obviously, it might be a little tough in certain areas, but if you know a guy, look around, man. It's definitely products worth trying because they're putting out really great stuff. You get that toasted barrel. I'll tell you what, if you're not saving it for the fall time, definitely have it around a campfire and have some s'mores and some graham crackers. Dude, it really does. Like their their toasted barrels really do taste and smell. Yes, it's it's yeah. it's really really awesome. I mean, me and you absolutely demolished a bottle of it the one night, right? And it's funny because I was looking on you know member of all these whiskey groups and stuff like that. A lot of people were dogging Penelope toasted barrel, and when I had it with you, I couldn't understand why because it, you know, it tastes. Anytime you get a toasted barrel, it's a real treat. Whether it's Elijah Craig or any other brand, they're always good. So it's like I don't know why people were dogging the Penelope in particular. Um, I thought it was just as great as any other toasted barrel I've ever had. You know, people don't like to go away from those legacy brands like Elijah Craig, you so, know, and shit like that. Like, it's a new brand, man. Like, obviously, you got haters, man. There's going to be haters on everything. I'm sure somebody smoked this Allegiance and was like, that's dog shit. But I can tell you right now, getting into my second, third, it is absolutely not dog shit. This thing is awesome. Yeah. Now, really quick to touch on here. So, right now, this is the first premium brand that MGP has acquired. So, I was looking into it here. And the reason they do a move like this is it cuts out the middleman. Penelope no longer has to buy their bourbon from MGP. So, like, their loaded cost for a bottle might be, like, $15 a bottle for, like, their base, you know, level stuff. Now that MGP owns it, that cost is probably closer to, like, $8. And these are estimates from what I just read. So, hopefully, what this means for the consumer is that the product's pricing is probably going to be maybe to go down a little bit, but highly unlikely when you have an established brand. And why would you cut your profits in half? Again, it's it, it's just like this is Joe Biden's America and inflation. Everything just keeps going yeah. up. I, I it, it, Show me something that's going down in price. Nothing. Nothing. Cigars, more expensive. Whiskey, more expensive. Gas, more expensive. Taxes, more expensive. Everything. Everything. Cars. If you can even get a fucking car. Hey, you know what's going down? My 401 fucking K. Yes, that's going down. For those investing in 401ks, I'm no, say a prayer for uh, I'm no financial advisor, but just put it all on Bitcoin. That's that's my best advice. Yeah. Just put it in all of it. All of it. Dump it all on Bitcoin. I don't believe in cryptocurrency either, to be honest with you. That's like the only one I would back. That or maybe Ethereum. All the other ones seem like just the... Well, the one what was the Dogecoin. dude that just did the big scam? They just got like arrested. It was like they had a stadium named after his company. Oh, SoFi. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 not SoFi. No, uh, the one with the FTX. All yes, the baseball yes, players yes. and like Tom Brady and all that were all messed up. But they're on jerseys and everything like that. Yeah, a lot of controversy with them. I think we talked about that, right? How they were big donors to the Democratic Party, got the election going, and then everyone arrested in jail company bankrupt everyone's doing drugs and having orgies down in the bahamas <laughs> good for them sounds like a great place to work those drug fueled orgies on meth it's like a modern wolf of wall street the wolf <laughs> of crypto they, they Donnie, will they, Donnie. they will make a movie out of that Yo. it'll be awesome 
come smoke some crack with me, bro. <laughs> what? I was what? really confused. I was like, what? what? <laughs> they are 100% going to make a movie of that. And it probably will be a good movie to watch, actually. Oh, my goodness. Those are all the best movies, like with the fucking guys that commit massive amounts of fraud because we idolize how crazy they got, but you don't want to do the illegal shit they did. So I actually made Alex watch The Wolf of Wall Street for the first time. I think she really liked it. It was a great movie. I love that movie. Great movie. Can't go wrong. Donnie. Dude, like, that character is just incredible. Jonah Hill played it. He (laughs) played it perfectly. Yes, the sides did, in fact, cure cancer. (laughs) What did he say? Uh, What was the initial number on the check? He's like, you made how much last month? I can't remember the amount. $70,000. You made made $70,000? You show me a pay stub. You made seventy five. I'll quit my job right now. And I work for you. And I, yeah, like, he just call. Doesn't he call him on a payphone? Yeah. He's like, hey, I quit. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> such a movie. good movie. It's such a good movie. I would. I mean, I would do that if someone showed me a check for seventy grand. But yeah, I'm working for you. I'll do it. I'd be there. Be there. Seventy grand a month. No so, man. dude, we we've been kind of crushing on the whiskey talk. Uh, obviously, a couple big announcements, man. With uh, cigars, man. This the cigar world is uh is is putting out some fucking banger stuff, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Dude, uh our our boys over at uh, Cigar Hustler, you know, the the Pastania SBC 22 shipping in late 2023. So that's an exciting cigar to get ready for. So I have to ask a noob question. What does the SBC stand for? <laughs> That's actually a great question. Um, why don't you uh, look it up? I, I, I Caleb always asks questions. I have no fucking clue. I, I don't know the know. answer. I thought you. Got, I guess we'll have to text Mike or call. It's him. fucking Mike. I, it's I, Mike I, shit, man. That's I, that's Mike's fucking. I don't know thing. if it stood for anything special or anything like that. I don't know. The cigar noob over here. Well, yeah, the wrapper looks cool on it. The sticker looks cool on it. Is that like a box of box of twenty? Uh, yes, a five hundred box of twenty. So very limited. Very limited. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, I mean, of okay, course. that's out of Romacraft, yeah. Yeah, I mean, almost all of the yeah. Pastania shits out of Romacraft. I don't think they have done anything. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they started the what the this blend in sixteen, and they've been doing it. They every must two be years. doing pretty well because this is the first year that they're doubling the amount of cigars that they put out for the for the you so know it's an production. Every, so it's an every two year release with this SBC, huh? Sixteen, eighteen, twenty. No. They oh. they had it last year too. Oh okay, I was just looking at the the notes there. Yeah no, uh, they did the sixteen. They oh, did the surrounded 18, by the cha- surrounded by champions. The there it is, right there. Oh okay, surrounded well. by champions. Oh man, Mike is so surrounded by champions. He's lucky to have guys like this on his network. <laughs> yeah, the Reverend, the Rev. Yeah, yo, shout out Rev Palmer, dude, and Phil, R.I.P. And or Boots. Boots and Karen. Yep. Yeah, Karen. Karen is my new favorite character on uh, on the show. Yeah. Got to be honest with you. I think they should have a segment where she actually goes full Karen mode. Yeah, I like Karen that. in the wild. Yeah, you know, they they what is it? What was her uh, Karen's knowledge or something like that? I can't, I can't remember. It was Karen knows things. Yeah. So I smoked the SBC 20. I think we both did, as a matter of fact, Jer. Uh, shit, what else was there? Yeah, that's what it was. It was the 20. And it was awesome. Yeah. Didn't you give that away in one of our giveaways? I did. I thought so. Yeah, I recognized yeah. the band. I was like, I knew that you gave it away at some point. I did. Yeah. Pretty awesome cigar to get, too. Hell yeah. I mean, the box is cool in itself. It's got that nice little inscription on there. It usually tells you what's going on on it. There's 
does this one um jerry real quick screw it up there i want to see if it says uh how much the production is because the last one says i just like, told you it's 500 boxes of 20 it's uh it's literally doubling from anything that's ever been done in the past so they used to do 5,000 a year. This year, they're doing 10,000. Oh, okay. So production is going up, which is good for the consumer. We like to see more cigars, and we like the ability to get the cigars. Yeah. I mean, what's awesome with these two, like, it's just a cool-looking cigar. I, the Roma Craft branding with these barber pole-style things, they, the craftsmanship on the wrappers is always fucking dope. The craft packs, the SBC, like, Skip Martin... You know, does his thing. Awkward silence. All right. What else is new in Cigar News, guys? So, uh, <laughs> Tatsuahe releases, uh, well, announces re-release. that the re release, the redux of the face is coming out in October, which is great news. Uh, one of my favorite cigars out there. Uh, really, really looking forward to it. That's like the OG Mexican San Andreas cigar for Tatuaje, which is pretty cool. Yeah. How many boxes over under do you buy, Jer? <laughs> um, I'll probably do. I'll, I'll have enough. I, I promise you I'll have enough. It's a cigar I really, really like. So, All right, Caleb. I'm going to set my over under for face boxes that Jerry buys at five. Oh, I was going to go with over two for sure. It's, I think five. I know that this guy likes to stash these away because he smokes a lot of them. It's true. I have uh, all the OG too, which is pretty cool. Um, they're really, really cool cigars, man. If you're if you're not a big fan of like the the uh, you know the coffin series, the monster series that P puts out every year, yeah. it's kind of wild because they're just so cool, man. You want to talk about craftsmanship, man? Obviously, Skip and Mike and all them over at Roma and and fucking Pestania, they make great cigars, man. But listen. There's nothing like the Halloween drop for fucking Tatawahe, man. That thing is so fucking cool. Well, yeah, that's, you know, the fucking trophy case that now they're going to have to, we're going to have to add an extra shelf line for the garage here. No, no shit. Got to build a roof up. Got to add more space in here. You know, and what's nice about the Monster Series, if you guys haven't smoked them before, is the original line all had a creative um, coffin-style cigar box that had, you know, was a tribute to the, you know, Halloween or horror movie character that it was associated with. And I'm interested to see how they're going to do this one, because the first three didn't really have, like, that crazy of designs. I thought the the new Frank was really cool, man. Well, the Frank one was, yeah, I was talking about the original round. Like, they didn't get kind of crazy until, I think, the mummy. Yeah, when you get what I'm they saying? did the, the tomb. Yeah. The tomb was a cool box. You know, the JV-13, the Jekyll and Hyde, they all had their own, like, a lot more unique. As they went on, they got a lot more uh, wild with it. Yeah. And so I don't know if they're going to actually incorporate Leatherface on it, like, because that's who it's actually named after, if, you know, Texas so, Chainsaw Massacre. So I actually asked you this the other day. I said, what do you think they're going to do on the box this year, dude? Do you think they're going to put Leatherface on it? Or make it a leather box. Oh, Yeah. God damn it, Caleb. Why? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, make it a leather box, you know? Put some leather on that thing. God, all whole... right. Well, I'm just going to crop that face and me and Jerry just shaking the head again. Don't worry, guys. Caleb, just stop. <laughs> N- not a real big horror fan right here. 
Yeah, demons, horror, fucking... No, dude, you're kind of like lame. It. You like haunted houses? No, not at all. Why? Because I don't... Why would I pay to, someone to scare me? I don't like being scared. Hmm. It's like your natural flight or f- flight response, and I don't want to be scared. Okay, well, Caleb's the short king, so he's got his options are run. There's no fight. No, I'll, <laughs> it's I'll, all I'll fight. I'll fight. Caleb, I'll Caleb, fight. I think I think Caleb will throw him down. I'll, I'll throw him down. Yo, I'll, you want to pa- pass me uh, over there, Thomas Moore? Sure thing, buddy. <laughs> sure thing. Yeah, but well, let me just top myself off real quick. Give yourself a little sloppy toppy. Yeah, right. Daddy, chill. You know what? We missed a golden opportunity when he said that to bra him on the leather. So we're going to retroactively nope. do that. Nope. Bruh. There you go, buddy. You're so, What's the counter at? I have no idea. He knows. <laughs> he knows. You, you know what? It's been a while since I've gotten a bra, so I have to look back a couple episodes. It might only be at like 10 or 11 for season two. It's really not, not that, that much, not man. Because Caleb, Caleb well usually behaved. gets really, really out of pocket. Um... He's been he's been well behaved, wouldn't you say? I'll add the bra somehow. I'll, I'll look back a little bit. We'll see, but like, it's got to be ten or eleven. We're, we, we've cracked double digits at least. Well, yeah, I think that was it. Was a retro bra? I don't think that counts. Oh, it counts. It counts. All right. Well, I'm not going to argue anymore. In case you've you been you've been one. outvoted. What was it? Uh, what was the lawyer talking about? Super majority. Yeah. Yeah. Super uh, majority I, says I it don't counts. Like, I don't like that. It counts. I don't like that. <laughs> We've made the decision. <laughs> uh, psh, psh. <laughs> Speaking of that guy. Oh, bra count number 10. Where number the hell's 10. that guy, Ben? Yeah. No, we don't mind. We don't have to get into the details, yeah. but what the fuck? You don't want to hear from your lawyer. The less you hear, the better. Yeah, yeah. This is true. Yeah, that's true. At least we're not in trouble. <laughs> that's all uh, you have the right to remain silent. Now, please look at the camera and say, I'm white trash and I'm in trouble. <laughs> Speaking truths over here, you oh Caleb. <laughs> I have vision that's like how Caleb gets arrested. <laughs> you know what? It's May eighth today, the eleventh. There is a huge whiskey auction at Sotheby's in New York City. Um, they are auctioning off a legacy collection. It has one hundred forty-two bottles. Um, it's ex- it's expected to get a, a fetch and sell for about two million dollars. The whole collection. You have rare and notable Japanese whiskeys, uh, McAllen Fine and Rares, as well as the uh, Pappy Collection as well. Um, there are 59 different vintages aging all the way back to the oldest in this release, especially from McAllen. The Fine and Rare series is a vintage of 1938 scotch. So you got some old bottles in there. Um, I'll bring up the whole list. I uh, probably won't go over all of them because there's like 42. Yeah, definitely, definitely touch on some of them because I'm sure that uh, you know that's definitely something that's pretty amazing. So the high points of this lot are a 1957 vintage, originally bottled in 1972, so it's 15 years in age. Um, there was only enough liquid to fill 15 bottles as part of this fine and rare collection, so that's going to make it one of the rarest entries in the whole lot. Um, the only one rarer than that is a 1926 unicorn of McAllen as well, but that's not up for sale as part of this lot. Um, there's also a Belvenie, Belvenie, uh, half century old release, so a 50 year old Belvenie scotch, a Dollamore 25, and a 38 year old Barara. I, if I'm saying that wrong, I have no idea because I've never heard of it. But um, they're also giving away like the Pappy 13 Rye, which you have, uh, a couple of the other Pappies as well. Pappies, plural, not IES. 
I, I thought it's like very frowned upon to say pappies. I'm saying it like in a plural, like all the other pappy collections. Um, you guys can still get in to this auction right now. Like there's a link on the Forbes website where you could actually get in and register with Sotheby's to be a part of this auction. There you go, Jer. Uh-uh, man. No. <laughs> well, no, no, no. What's funny, though, we talked so a couple things. Like I was just scrolling around. You remember just before I get back to this whiskey thing, you know how we were talking about everything's going up? Fucking Crown Heads pricing just announced it's going up next week. Really? Yeah. Did they say what the increase is going to be? Uh, I didn't really read too much into it. I just saw the headline and I was like, what the fuck? We just had Jake. He couldn't have told me beforehand. <laughs> yeah, man. This shit's fucking crazy, dude. There's and nothing. Then, there's no cheap. Nothing cheap anymore. And then add into the fact that, you know, we talked about Tat announcing the uh, face. They also announced what they got coming out for PCA. Did they? Yeah. I didn't even see that. This is, they got the Bell Encore Tuxla and the Bon Cheshire Tuxla. Uh, Everything, every blend in Tuxla is going San Andreas. Everything's going Mexican San Andreas. So they're the brown, they were from the brown label stuff, yeah. like their 10th and 20th anniversaries. And the Bell Encore is sorry, really, really good too. That's a really good cigar. Yeah, they're, they're doing a perfecto of it and then a five by 52. Uh, they're gonna be twelve bucks a stick, 20, 20 in a cigar, uh, twenty in a box, and they originally came out in thirteen. So there'll be a nice little blend for it there. So I'm looking forward to trying those. I've liked the Tuxla series. It's kind of been their gimmick this year. It seems like they announced their core Tuxla stuff, and now they're kind of making all their old limited stuff with that wrapper. Well, last summer they did the Avion, they did the seventh. They did the T one ten. They did the pork tenderloin, and then now you said the Bel Anc. And what was the other one? The other one was the the, the Bon Chasur Chasur. Yes, yeah. But I mean, I've smoked those Miami tents. Uh, they're in that like the darker like brown box. So I don't know how good they're going to be. I mean, I enjoyed the regular blends of them for sure. I mean, very few tats I don't like. So that'll be there. Now, all right, Caleb, what's the what's the biggest prize in that whiskey collection that we can convince Jerry to start bidding on? The biggest prize. All right, hold on. I got to go back to page one. I was flipping through through the other. There's three pages because there's all 142 bottles. Let me just get back to page one real quick. Because some of these are actually priced pretty low. You can get a couple for 200 but your main prizes are going to be the big over 20,000. So the biggest But one, it's an auction, right? That's where it starts. Exactly. So um like the McKellen Fine and Rare 22-year-old estimate is 9,000 to 12,000. Jesus. Um, the opening bid for that is 9,500. What the fuck? Yeah. Opening bid. Or here's one opening that bid. Is crazy. Opening bid for McKellen Fine and Rare 29-year-old. So this is a 1972-year vintage. Opening bid is seventeen thousand. Estimated is between twenty thousand and twenty-eight k. Oh my god! Um, and this try- ain't the barrel. This is the bottle. Just one, just one bottle. <laughs> That's it. Just one. Who's um, buying this shit, dude? Rich motherfucker. Someone who's got bank. I'm. I'm gonna try to look for anything more expensive, and then I'll get back into like the lower ones. You know what? Let's just, just skip that. Like, was we know we're not gonna. Let, let, let's go to the two hundred dollar <laughs> range. That's like our speed. Like two hundred to like. Three, depending on Give what. Give me it the is. bottom uh, of the barrel. Well, please. hold on. Here's here's like one of the most expensive ones. So uh, the McKellen Fine and Rare, fifteen year old from nineteen fifty seven. Opening bid one hundred forty thousand. 
uh, estimated to get between 150k and 200k. I mean, so it's a 70 year old whiskey plus whatever the age on it was, 15. Like, so it's almost a hundred year old whiskey. No, it, it bottled in. Uh, so bottled in 1972, originally barreled in 1957. So that's where it's a 15 year old. Okay, so it's like 60 years old. Well, yeah. So yeah, yeah going from 1950, 1957. So so 2007, 66 it was years old. 66, yeah, 66 year old bottle. That's crazy. Yeah. Who needs that? No one needs that. That's that's at that point. You're not drinking it. It's for a collector. Yes, it's going to sit on the shelf and collect us like it's well, been doing the last 66 years. Well, that's I wonder exactly if someone's going to buy this whole collection all as one. I think that's probably what they're going for with the overall price of t- $2 million. So I'm thinking they're going to say someone's going to just buy this whole lot, all 142 bottles, and it's just going to sit as like a fine and rare collection for them to just have in their basement, their bar, something like that. So some... Sheik from Dubai is gonna own everything. All right, here we go. Um, the Yakazami 12 year old, um, opening bid $150, estimate between $100 and $200. Okay, so there's something then, uh, that's probably the lowest. Yeah, that's probably the lowest one right there. A couple Japanese whiskeys. There's a Hibiki. there's dudes that pay more for bottles of blends, losers. <laughs> there's a Hibiki 17 year old, uh, opening bid 1600 but you actually do get three bottles for that one. So that's a three-bottle count right there. Okay. So, I mean, over $500 a bottle isn't cheap, but like that at least... I like Hibiki, but I don't like it for $1,500. So there is uh, the Irish whiskey, Middleton. There's a very rare 30th <laughs> anniversary Pearl Edition uh, opening bid 10 k for an Irish whiskey. Uh, Middleton, very expensive whiskey out of Ireland. And then this one you got a thirty, you know, thirty years to it. So, um, old Rip Van Winkle tenure. Uh, Jerry, you guys are gonna love this one. It's a twenty fourteen release. Opening bid seven hundred dollars. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I got the twenty three. I heard it's pretty good. Um, then there's the old Rip Van Winkle tenure. Uh, opening bid six fifty. What was the retail on that bottle, Jerry? I, well, like 120 bucks, 100 yeah, bucks, some 100, shit like that. Around there. So but, they're already 10xing? Yeah. Well, whenever we bought that bottle and drank it, when you were still <laughs> at your old apartment, I only paid 60 bucks for the old Rip Van Winkle tenure. Shit's changed a lot but in the last. That was like seven 2018. Years. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, shit's changed a lot in the last couple of Man, years. Man, we should have held on to that one, huh? Probably. But you know what? We got to enjoy it. We yeah. had fun. I definitely drank it. Yeah, we had a good time. Um, there is a Van Winkle 12-year special. Looks like a Lot B. Opening bid, $700. Again, from 2014. Looks like 2014 was a good year for uh, Pappy and Van Winkle. Because they all look like 14-year releases. So there's a four bottles of the Lot B. Special reserve, all from 14. Uh, there's a that Van Winkle 13-year-old reserve rye. Opening bid for $1,100. 2013 release. Uh, they got three of those as well. Um, 15 is going for 2,400. They got two of those on the slot. Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> insane. The 20 years going for 2,400 opening bid. There's two of those as well. All right, Jerry, there you go. Mm-mm. Three of those. Three I'm of those. I'm out. I'm out. Oh, so wait, Listen, it's, I'm it's out. three I can't for 2,400? No, it. each. There's three in the lot, but there's, there's Oh, each. I was going to say, three of those bottles for 2,400, you know, I mean, that might be something that you could at least make money reselling it. What do you think I can get for my 2018 George T. Stag? Anyone listening out here, it may be for sale, so reach out to me. 
there is a bottle of Jack Daniels Sinatra Century 100 proof uh, that's going for sale. It's a opening bid 850. I never heard of that one. It's in a very nice case as well. Oh, that's I I've saw that bottle. Yeah, the Sinatra. Well, we know somebody that has one. It must be a it might be a little different, but um there also is a Willet family estate, eight year rye single barrel. The purple, uh, the purple top? No, it's a green top. It's really? going four fifty minimum. So you know, you, you range from a hundred to uh what I say, a hundred forty thousand opening bids, so <laughs> there you go, hundred forty two bottles. Well a little over hundred forty two bottles. This is a couple of those Japanese ones come with three. So you'd Maybe getting about 150 bottles for maybe they say two million dollars. They they advertise this auction like like you said, like any normal person has a chance at any of this shit. Some dude no. is gonna say, you know what, I'll give you two million for all of it, and we'll call it a day. That's what I think is gonna happen. One guy is gonna buy it. Yeah, the, au- the auction's canceled, bitch. Yeah, right. This guy he he offered a lot more than all this shit's worth. So yeah, it's his. Yeah, enjoy. Hey, whoever wins that, enjoy. Probably be a private seller. You'll never know who gets it. Would love if it was like Guy Fieri or something like that. I wish I had money like that, man, where I could just big dick an auction like that. And you just like, even if you want it, no matter how bad you want it, you still can't outbid me no matter what. I wish I could big dick that. Like the auctions at Tommy's, like we've done that before. And you're like, I'm getting this. (laughs) Well, I've definitely big dicked an auction before. Like I was just like, you won't outbid me. You will not outbid me. But that's if I really, really want it. The worst is, though, like when you go to do that, just you're like, you're trying to help out and drive the price up a little bit. You know, you're like, eh, all right, let's see what happens here. It kind of, it's happened before where I was like, oh, shit, well, I won. All right. I wasn't expecting to win at that bid. Auctions are deadly, man. They're fun. They well, are fun, especially if you got a little coin to throw around. Always good. After Christmas. I got a lot of shit for sale, too. Jerry's selling. I'm selling. Jerry's selling. Reach out. Let me know. Let me know what you're looking for. Hit the link up. Hit the link up. I promise this guy's cigar collection. A lot of unicorns in that. None of this ridiculous unicorns like a fucking... uh, What's the Davidoff? The Oro, right? That's fucking 500 for a single. Yeah. Yeah. The Blanco... Blanco Oro Blanco. Yeah, Oro Blanco. And then fucking... Also, Davidoff, in general. Did, did I talk about it on the show, about how I saw the pre-embargo uh, Cubans that they had at the one shop? I don't... You may have mentioned it. So, the shop I went to while I was in Tampa had pre-embargo Cuban Davidoffs. Like, they're still in the OG box. Like, this, the box, like, tax stamp is, like, fraying. Like, you can... You know, I just know old paper, the way it looks. Was it the old green labels? Yeah. Yeah. And That's cool. It, it was cool to see, but they were like That's you could real cool. you could buy a single cigar from them if you wanted. How much do you think they were? You think you told me it was fifteen hundred a stick? Yeah, that's absurd. That's crazy. No, like just ridiculous. What are you fucking picking your ass there? You okay no, there I just right? had a little itchy ear. I had to take off the uh, headphones for a itchy second. Itchy ear. You know what they say if your ear itches, right? Someone's talking shit. No, that you're gay. Oh, I thought someone's talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> Got him. Who said that? We got him, bro. We, we fucking, fucking got, got him. Chinese fortune cookie says that. Is that true? Yeah, uh, you know. How do you think they come up with the fortune cookies? You think there's like a just? I think I seen the Rick and Morty episode. I think if I was writing Chinese fortune cookies, I would do what Big Sky did and just write something obscene in the wrapper. 
I wouldn't. I would make joke fortune cookies. Nice small dick, weirdo. Just something stupid. <laughs> exactly. something like, what? Be, do something just like that. Be like, you suck at life. Next Stop girl you Chinese sleep food. with, your dick's gonna fall off after. Yeah, right. That would freak someone out. I bet. Yeah, I had one at an actual Chinese food place the other day. Uh, Alex ordered in. I was like, okay, I'm gonna open up my fortune cookie. It was like, wasn't that a great meal? That was the fortune. <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. They're really fucking. They're getting desperate now. No good fortunes left. They can't just look up like ancient Chinese proverbs and just put something in there. Yeah, no. There's it was a like, of them. wasn't that a great meal? I was like, this is stupid. The lucky numbers on the back of it are the telephone number to the Chinese store to order again. <laughs> yeah, right. The nuclear detonation code oh, okay. for China. Oh. Not happening. Could be. Uh, you never know. Oh, man. You never know. I could see a country like that saying, you know what? These what? idiots. These idiots. Let's just, we'll put the code right on a fucking fortune cookie. Who gives a fuck? And what we'll do is the people we had do that, we'll just kill them. So then no one really knows what they stand for. It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. I wonder what China's biggest secret is. Because you know how, you know the phrase ancient Chinese secret? I want to know what the real secret of China is. I got a conspiracy theory about that. I don't know <laughs> oh, if I should no. save that for the after. Save it. Just save it. All right. I'll, well, will we ever get to that? We'll, I don't know if we'll ever get to that conspiracy theory, but we will get to some Patrol Gone Wild. That's a great segue right there. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it big. Yeah, let's fucking... Let's 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 get into it. Let's yeah. let's fucking do that. Let's let's do fucking Patrol Gone Wild. Let's do it big. Patrol Gone Wild. We're doing it big. Bang bang baby. All right, I'll start things off. So here we go. This is uh out of Cinco de Mayo, May fifth. So we have a Tennessee hotel guest wakes up to the night manager sucking on his toes. <laughs> says the police. <laughs> Yo. Yo, this is some weird oh, ass yeah. shit, dude. That's I, some weird shit. I saw this. I was like, this is it. This is the one. I had something else, but I was like, toe sucking. This is where we're going to be the stories at. The, this, is, this is where you thrive here. Um, I don't thrive at toe sucking. I actually do hate feet. So, you know, I hate feet. Um, but we have David Neal, a 52-year-old manager at the 4th Avenue South Hilton Hotel in Nashville, uh, crept into a male guest hotel room where he was sleeping at on March 30th and got intimate with his feet. Um. He entered the room at 5 a.m., and uh, the guest told he was woke up to the hotel manager's mouth around his toes and immediately confronted him. Confronted? Confronted. Oh, I, this yeah. should be a fucking murder. You're going to be throwing <laughs> hands when that happens. Like, Dude, we just in... Remember in New Jersey, we were just making jokes as we were on the first floor? I'm like, Jesus Christ, a homeless uh, man could climb right through our window yeah, and I just don't. hang out with us. Like, that's what my dream was in New Jersey, too, by the way. Okay. I dreamt that... Caleb yeah, a was homeless just man. you too much. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Um, so what? anyways, uh, the hotel guest recognized the hotel employee as the guy who came in the night before to fix his TV. Um, so the manager admitted that he entered the room and he claimed so because he smelled smoke and he wanted to make sure that the guest was okay. Um, the guest reported there was no smoke at all and there was no other guest on the hotel floor that called of any smoke complaints or not. So this guy just snuck in, sucked a toe. Um, and looking at his mugshot, a physical altercation 100% occurred because this guy's glasses are all fucked up. His hair is a mess. He definitely looks like he has a black eye and potentially a broken nose. He definitely got some uh, fists thrown his way. Rightfully so. Bro. He deserved everything he got. 
Like, if he's not going with a broken nose from the heel, right? Go, like, that's the first move. Like, ah! Just kick him oh, right in the face. Got it. Oh, all right. That's probably what he got. He got, got a this, is, this is Sparta. Foot to the face. Right to the fucking nose. This uh, is Motel 8. <laughs> so oh the uh, hotel manager is uh, currently jailed on $27,000 bond. So in New York, you could shoot somebody and get less fucking, less of a bond put on you. Now... I wonder how that works, like by New York standard. Is that considered a burglary? That's a burg. Bro. Um, it that's is considered burglary. aggravated burglary and assault. Okay, so that's what he's going to be charged. Yeah, with. like and some forcible touching. Ugh. Definitely Ugh. a sexual assault because, uh, yo, know, it's a foot fetish thing right there. Oh my god, I would feel so. I violated at your fullest, bro. Like, I would. That dude would have his ass fucking beat. Was he by himself, Caleb? It didn't say. It just said just just one guy called the cops. Definitely like, got a foot to the face for sure. First off, like he's lucky that it wasn't like a fucking officer or something like that. Like I know how we travel. Like some dude breaks in here, they're getting shot. One hundred percent, dude. You're getting shot. Your mouth is on my foot. It's gonna be the fucking brains on the wall. Yeah, I don't know. I just saw that headline. How do you think that would? How do you think that would play out though in a court? I'm just curious. You wake up out of bed to someone sucking on your feet. You have no idea what their intentions are. Obviously, there's. I, I could feel like I could articulate. He wanted to rape me. Yeah, yeah, rapey vibes. Okay, rapey vibes all, all right. around. All right. Yeah, rapey vibes. Not, I get that. Not feeling it. So like, uh, definitely gonna throw some hands, some feet, and uh, yeah, it's gonna get ugly. I mean, he might like the feet. <laughs> feet guy again. I hate feet. Do you hate him? Ugh. All right, Caleb. Gross. You wake up. He's licking your feet. What's your first reaction? He's definitely getting a foot right to the face. Hi-ya! I mean, right there. Right there. He went, hi-ya! Taekwondo. Hung, 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 hung. Hung, hung, Taekwondo out his ass. Hung, hung, hung. Cha. I'm going to give him a chop right to the neck. All right. Or, I like that. Or a Ric Flair karate chop to the chest. Woo! Going to see how many of those he can take before he dies. All right. Well, are you going next, uh, Gio, or, or am I, think I going? you got it set up here, so we'll, yeah? we'll let you go. All right. Cool. So this is a uh, story out of Detroit from a couple of years ago. I, I came across. It's pretty funny shit. Uh, it's Detroit officers and undercover cops brawl in a drug raiding mix-up. So apparently some Detroit cops uh, arrested undercover cops, which is kind of fucking funny. Uh, so police in Detroit... Raided a suspected drug house while unaware undercover cops were inside posing as drug dealers. The mix-up triggered a fight between dozens of heavily armed officers, and it was all captured on police body cam. On Wednesday, their superior said, this type of mix-up could have cost lives. I'm just kind of thinking about how, like, this scenario, like, can you imagine this shit, Gio? I mean, yes, but it wouldn't be, like, I... I would like to know more if these were the same agency. Was it, you know? Yeah, not like DEA so what's versus crazy like Detroit is, police, something like that. What's crazy is, is this, right? For the most part, Buffalo is a pretty small department, right? Like, I feel like we would know like a fellow officer, right? For the most part. Like, we would be able to pick up on what's going on. Yeah. Like, just knowing. Or, I mean, we'd always, we're always kind of like a little on the end. Like, they'd be like, hey, just or, be careful here. Or like in briefing, they're like, hey, uh, avoid over here. Mm-hmm. 
a little communication would have helped the situation out a lot. Hundred yeah. percent. I just love that all the cops just started like beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> you son of a bitch! I'm a cop, you idiot! <laughs> oh sure, likely story. You just likely ruined story. a fucking ten year. <laughs> what is that from? That's from something. Oh, the other is it from the other guys? Yeah, it might be something like that. Or is it from The Departed? When, it the, could when it goes be. ballistic in the undercover. It could be. Yeah, it it could be. that's a great movie. Yeah, by and the he way. punches him. Yeah, yeah, that's a great movie. Oh, I love it. Uh, it's, yeah. That was a one of Leo's best. I thought he should have gotten Oscar for that. Because this, all right. So now we're on to my patrol gun wild. Now we don't normally deal with these type of calls, but apparently these sheriffs in Nashville do. And all I could think of is the what the fuck if I saw this happening in front of me. Is there any context for our uh, audio listeners? Well, for the audio listeners, uh, what's going to happen here is these officers from Nashville encounter a bobcat that's stuck in the grill of a car. Mm. Okay, so let's play the clip. That was sheriff's deputies in Wisconsin wrangling a bobcat out of a car's grill last month. A Stevens Point resident had Holy called 911 to report that, that a massive dude, feline was, was hiding in his vehicle. small bobcat. That leap was crazy. Yeah, that was a that big ass up. fucking cat, man. That like, thing was cool. You ever see a bobcat? No. Like at the zoo or anywhere? Oh, like yeah. I mean, I thought they're actually like, really cool animals. I thought you meant like in person. No. Yeah, no. I'm a, I'm a sucker for animals, dude. I, I like. I don't know. I, I think they're some of them are really fucking cool. Oh, for sure. I'm definitely simping over some fucking wildlife, but but first off, there's just so many questions. That how did it get in there? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you notice it was in there? Probably heard something growling in there when you got close to it. I bet probably chasing after like a roadkill meal that was stuck in the grill. That's what I'm guessing. But that was not a small like because when I first like read that whole thing, I thought, ah, oh, maybe it's like a fucking cub or something. No, dude, they're like fucking big ass. They're big, man. I mean, dude, they're not that, like lion big or lion. Like no, but that was big, like the size of a German good. shepherd. Like, okay. like maybe a little bigger. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I'm not fucking with a bobcat. Thankfully, uh, for the most part, we're 100 percent armed at all times. Like, I don't know what happens in that situation. Like, granted, we don't have those type of animals here. But. Uh, I I have to disagree. There's definitely bobcats. I'm not saying they're in the city of Buffalo. Right. I'm but, talking about in our. But they are definitely around here. Yeah, like in like the bird, like the southern tier. Yeah, sure. But here's the thing, man. Just like city deer, man. True. There could be city bobcats running around. At least you're not in Detroit. And you got to deal with like city bears and roaming packs of wild dogs. So crazy shit, bro. There's some crazy ass shit that happens in Detroit, <laughs> man. Like some real crazy shit. They I also crazy we, animals. We do roaming. have a wild goat. There is a goat. Just roaming. Does anyone lay claim to this goat? It's a hood goat. Hood uh, goat. Like goat. an actual goat. Like, and no one claims it. It just chills in this one street and does its thing. <laughs> it's actually astonishing. I hope no one's out there milking that goat. No. no Thankfully, no, no. there's no. There's nobody. There's nobody out there milking any goats, especially on the east side of Buffalo. None of that. None of that. Well, you know. I always nah. say the first guy who was milking a cow. Kangaroo. You ever see this video? On a leash. Oh, oh, I didn't. Yeah, she got, so got a kangaroo in Detroit. What the? <laughs> <laughs> nah.
<laughs> yeah, it's just some dude running around. He's fucking uh, walking his pet kangaroo in the middle of Detroit. Good for him. I mean, there's definitely some ordinance about some kind of exotic pet, and I know a kangaroo call- qualifies. You, you think so? 100%. You I just like that it started jumping, and then like the guy's like has it on a leash, and he's like kind of running with it. Yeah. Dude, that kangaroo's going to punch him and knock him out. Could. Kangaroos are those boxing boxers. Do you ever see that video floating around from a couple of years ago? The dude, like the, the kangaroo, was kangaroo. going after his dog, and he like punched yeah. it in the face and just like stunned it. I think it was he, on Josh like, Bang! He punched it, and he was just like, <laughs> the kangaroo didn't know what the fuck to do. That's fucking good shit, man. Yeah, there's like kangaroos are crazy. There was like a video of two of them wrestling and like one through one through like a floor or the a fence. fence. Yeah, yeah, and the thing fell into like a pit. I was like, Jesus oh shit, Christ. Yeah, dude, kangaroos are like deer uh, in Australia, but the thing about uh, the thing about the kangaroos is, man, they're like dangerous animals. They'll like come up and fight you and shit. Like yeah. deer, well, got, deer for the most part, they run from you. They're like terrifying when they're like they. They're, you think a kangaroo? It's just cute. They got like claws and they're fucking got traps. Yeah, you yeah. ever see that picture of that yoked kangaroo? And it's like I wouldn't mess with that thing. You want to know what we should do? We should have fucking Caleb square up with the Joey. Like a baby kangaroo? They're probably pretty close in, in stature. Well, I heard if you take like a bag and you sneak up behind a Joey kangaroo and you can s- put it in the bag, you'll just put that thing to sleep because I think it's in its mother's pouch. Hmm. So, oh. you know, I might not even have to fight this Joey. I can just pouch him. What about a bear cub? What we- <laughs> no, bear cub would kill me. Fuck me up. A baby bear? Oh, it probably fuck me up. It probably weighs like half my, it probably weighs close to my weight. I'm a small guy. I mean, I know chimps are will fuck you up. I think a chimpanzee would whoop the shit out of anybody we know. Oh, yeah. for sure. Those things are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Gorillas are also horrifying. They lift like 600 pounds. I don't know how we got on the topic of wild animals and Caleb fighting them, but <laughs> I'm happy that we're here. All right. What what animal in the wild do you have a chance against, Caleb? Like, We should have made like a fucking it could be a uh, animal versus Caleb bracket. We'll make a segment one of these days. Yeah, maybe we'll we, do we, that. We've just got the idea now. <laughs> Not yeah. that we condone like... Can an- Caleb okay. fight this animal? Not that we condone animal cruelty, but like what animal could I beat up? It's um, not animal cruelty It's a hypothetical. if it can beat you up. Do I get a weapon or is it just fist? No, it's fist fights, dude. Straight fist. Maybe like a small dog, like a cat, probably. Like that. <laughs> I'm gonna go real easy, like uh, like a like a bunny. If I'm really go, if I'm I really saw some situation. random meme of uh, what situation would you rather have to do? Once a year, you have to have a sword fight with a chimpanzee, like to the death, <laughs> or every single day, you wake up and you have to fight a rooster in your car. Oh, then I'm not gonna lie, dude. I'm not afraid of no bird. Then you gotta clean up your car and all. Like the I mess. see these dudes, these fucking but these, every these day. Yeah, but listen, these dudes are so. You ever see like the geese chase people? The Canadian oh, no. geese. Well, fuck that. I, people run from them, man. They're like terrified. They're, they're, well, they're nasty animals, but like yes. I'm breaking your fucking neck. But you could just grab it by the throat. That's all you have to do. Just kick it. Kick it. That's just it. it. Just boot it. Boot kick it. the thing. Bop it once on the beak. It's done. Bop. I think they keep coming, man. <laughs> Good for yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> but this, is, this segment got weird, but I like it. But yeah, no, I think if, uh, see the yearly chimp battle as you get older would probably get old. Yeah. Now, is this like a trained chimp who knows how to use a sword? No, the, trim, the chimp gets a sword. They just get it. <laughs> yeah. They, but, just like, they might not know what to do with it. All right. Like, 
the chimp intelligence could vary. One day, you know, you get the chimp. But over get... uh, over the years, man, in evolution, this thing might might learn. Yeah. Well, no, very chim- smart. Animals. No, it's a, it's a new chimp every time. Oh, because you kill because you killed it. Yeah, yeah. You killing all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some Hunger Games. You volunteer the chimp as tribute. God, what kind of world are we living in? Evil, evil world. But I mean, size wise, you know, Caleb, you know, you have a slight reach advantage over the chimp. Yeah, but the chimp can do all sorts of acrobatic shit. And can swing on vines, can do this and that. You're in so a field. The high ground usually wins. Oh, in a field, I might have a chance with a baby chimp. We'll see. A baby. We'll yeah. see. Like it's gonna happen. <laughs> this dude's setting it up. He's like, yo, somebody, yo, anybody out there with a black market right. chimpanzee? Dana, buy the app. Up. Dana Wipe set it up. We'll, we'll buy the app and have an AI Caleb versus the chimp battle. <laughs> can I be on steroids at any point in this fight? You just got to be ready. For one year. All right, all right. The, the yearly battle. We will hype the fucking battle up, too. Like, Celtics. it'll be real good. Oh, this will be really good on Down to Earth podcast. <laughs> Can we do it uh, in the field? All right, in the field. All right, enough of that. We'll save that segment for another day. Um, we got to get to the cigar rating, guys. Um, I'll go first if uh, you guys aren't ready. I'm, I'm ready. This thing's I'm done. good. All right. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Appearance. I like the two bands. The green color looks awesome. I gave it a nine. Uh, burn. I did one touch up on this thing. Uh, nine as well. Uh, construction nine and a half. Uh, great stack of dimes. Near perfect. Really held up. Uh, again, I'm going slower with uh, my smoking. I'm ashing it a lot more. Not doing the long ash contest. But you can tell when you get a nice stack going. Uh, draw. I did a straight cut. I felt with this type of cigar, you're not going V with it. Uh, I gave it a nine as well. Uh, no issues there with a the straight cut. And enjoyment overall. Gave it a nine. Uh, great conversation. Great topics. Semi sort of great people here in the room. Uh, got a 45 and a half, which brings me to a 91 overall. Very cool, man. It's a great rating. Awesome rating. Uh, EPC Allegiance. Wingman. Appearance. I gave this thing a nine. Cool cigar. Obviously, presentation's always great with EPC. Uh, Burn gave it an 8.5. Did have to touch it up a little bit. No big deal. Construction gave it a nine. Things built like a tank. A lot of cigars these days seem to be constructed very well um i don't know if you guys are picking that up but you don't really see a lot of issues with uh cigars these days man these guys every company seems to have their master blender not their master blender but like their master roller the these guys are the best man uh draw gave it a nine fat clouds as caleb would say uh overall enjoyment gave it a nine bringing me to a 44.589 overall this thing is awesome i highly recommend picking one up Highly recommend smoking one. Gio, how'd you do, buddy? I literally... Wait, what was your overall? Sorry. Uh, what was your overall? 44.5, bringing me to an 89 overall. Sorry. I got to add that up. My it's bad. okay, buddy. It's all right. It's Appearance. I gave it an 8.5. Uh, the triple band. I like the story behind it. They really tried to imitate the tobacco leaves uh, in color. Uh, box was pretty cool little different i don't see too many green cigar boxes so i think of that as well um burn i gave it an eight i had a couple times i had to touch it up to fix a small boat i had but after that i had zero issues so that was just my you know thoughts on that construction i'm right there with you 9.5 this thing is fantastic i've had no problems with it 
I didn't get a single ash that didn't go in the ashtray. And, you know, perfect, perfect feel to it. Like, nice uh, oily wrapper. Soft to the touch. I like to see that stuff with, you know, EP Carrillo products. And they just know what they're doing. There's a reason they're one of the godfathers in the game. Then, after that, I went to my draw. I got an, I gave the draw a 9. It was a little bit looser than I would have liked. I think if I would have went with like a V-cut, I might have liked it a little bit better. Probably would have brought it up to a 9.5 if I did that. But nothing that deterred my enjoyment from it here. The enjoyment I gave this, a 9 overall. That brought my score to a total of 44 for an 88. Really, really enjoyed this. Uh, I didn't like it as much as The Pledge. I'm not going to lie there. The Pledge is still, like right now, I think the best... EP Carrillo cigar I've ever smoked. Um, I'm looking forward to trying the Platinum Bash later in the uh, year. And yeah, I mean, if far as it goes, you know, box worthy, five pack worthy, I'd probably say a five pack. I don't know if I'd buy a box. I would definitely pick up a few of these. Um, you know what I think will be really good with these, Gio? Uh, I think aging a few of these for a couple of years would really be awesome, uh, especially if you have a, a good, reliable place to do that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a very, um, to me, a very strong cigar. It was very medium. So that might mellow it out, and you might get a lot more of the complexities in the flavor. Like, Did you get any tasting notes on it? I mean, I didn't really think too much into it, to be honest with you. Like some cocoa. What is this, Ecuadorian Sumatra? Yes. Yeah, so I did get some, like, I don't know if you guys picked up any, like, creamy notes, creamy chocolate, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe. Like, Pretty much, the usual, pretty much the usual, you know. I mean, I feel like this would definitely pair well with, like, a nice espresso. Mm-hmm. Like, we yeah. got to do that, man, one of these episodes. I know you're not a huge coffee guy, but I feel like with, like, an iced coffee, I feel like you would actually really like some of these cigars, man. One of these days when we have to do, like, a early morning herf, that'll be, we just skip the booze and go with, like, espresso, something real bougie. Oh, sure. I'm definitely putting booze in that espresso, though, for sure. I'm putting booze in. Yeah. But yeah, I actually think this is a good pairing. Um, I think like the sweetness to the cigar, I didn't think it had a real long finish to the whiskey. So I think it was a good pairing. It, I had no problem doing a sip of this and a puff of that. It was a uh, you know good pairing. A lot of sweet, uh, fruity notes. I can't really pick up the fruit that I'm picking up, but some fruity notes, uh, sweetness from the Madeira cast. So uh, overall, good pairing because it wasn't a very heavy cigar, very light. Uh, not very light, but medium. Like a bittery grape, maybe? I, I would say that the cigar would be like medium to yeah. full, more on the medium side. For me, personally, uh, the Madeira cast, uh, Thomas Moore, this stuff is actually pretty good, man. Um, I don't usually care for like, I don't know if you guys got these notes on this, but I got a lot of floral notes on this bottle. Mm. Um, I didn't really care that much for the, the back end taste, but I mean, on the nose, it's really nice, and... I thought the pairing was really good, but like I said, I, I think for this cigar, personally, I think I'd rather do like a coffee or something. Like if I'm sitting there on the back deck, you know, a nice espresso with cream, something like that would be really awesome. Yeah. I mean, as far as to go, I'm like, I didn't get really floral and I just tried to take a sip to see like after and like if I could point it out, but you know, obviously everyone's palate's different. I, I get the like tart, like grapiness that Caleb was talking about in terms of like fruit like um maybe that's maybe that's what I'm I'm thinking of like a tart it was definitely tart yeah 
I get a touch of grape. Not what is yeah, it? Which one of the uh, what are those type of grapes called? The the purple ones. Concord. Concord. I think that's it. Yeah, Con- Concord's. Really that's purple. what it would. I think those are the tart, more tart grapes. I could be wrong though. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it was a really good cigar, really good bottle. I mean, yeah. uh, good pairing. Yeah, Overall, definitely a good, good pairing. pairing. Coffee uh, would have been nice. I think. I think the coffee would have been a little better for me, but that's just personal preference, obviously. But uh, as the episode's dwindling, Caleb, you got any closing notes to the episode? Guys, just uh, be on the lookout for our Penelope uh, single barrel release coming soon. We'll let you know more details of that. As always, keep that grower gang up. Follow us on the YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. We are always there, always posting. Keep the likes, keep keep the comments up as well. We appreciate all our listeners, viewers, and fans. Other than that, make sure if you're looking for the audio only of the podcast, make sure you find us on a Sakaar Hustlers podcast universe. Uh, just search us up under their content. When you guys look on Apple, Spotify, all all other streaming platforms, there's a ton that they're on. So just look for us there for the audio. Uh, the video, always on YouTube, will always be there. Gio, any closing notes, bud? Smoke them if you got them. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. And as always, find us on Cigar Hustler Podcast Network. See you guys next Wednesday. The Down to Herf Podcast, its owners and sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience.